Hello, welcome to the Roman League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, I'll look back at the Week 6 win versus the Chicago Bears. It's a pretty ugly game the Commanders had to win to salvage the season. But a win's a win. I know the team will take it after you know, a really rugged you know, four-game losing streak that really you know, took any momentum they had after that week going winning against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Preview the Week 7 matchup versus the Green Bay Packers. Packers and Aaron Rodgers don't look right right now. It might be the right time for the Commanders to play. Packers are 3-3 three and three after losing two in a row. And the Commanders are looking to get back to 3-4 and four with a win if they can get this week win over the Packers. About to get to, so here we go. Obviously, the Thursday night game last week was a slugfest. It was an ugly game, and it's been very you know well talked about on social media and every other platform um, about you know back back Thursday night football Amazon Prime matchups that have been pretty pretty bad between the Broncos and um, the Broncos game the previous week, and then obviously the Commanders and Bears game this week, this past week, excuse me. Um, you know, not, not not a lot of good football there. Uh, the Commanders didn't play well um, offensively, even defensively. The Bears, um, you know, pretty much got a good amount of yards out game, watched them by over 100 yards. Um, and, you know, Carson's injury, you know, from the game didn't help him in the second half. The first half, he didn't look the greatest either. Granted, there would have been a 40-yard touchdown if Curtis Samuel was able to hold up, hold onto the ball in that seam route down the middle of the field. And I think Curtis, I don't think Curtis did drop a ball a few plays later on that same drive. Um, you know, Carson, you know, looked okay. He, the line, you know, got to him as always. The line is pretty bad here in Washington. Carson did okay um, dealing with it. Um, like I said, definitely he missed some throws, um, had some receivers drop passes, uh, missed some reads. Um, he missed Terry on that drag route. I think that was second quarter. Um, he had, he tried to go to JD because he can said on an angle route, and Terry was wide open to get an easy first down and much more if you know Carson went through progression. So I mean, that's something that he's been you know struggling with these first six games or whatever it's been. And now with his injury, he's not going to be really to build on that or build on any you know things going forward, which you, you could have saw more film, got more, you know, comfortable in this offense, and now it's going to be hindered now with his injury. Um, I already mentioned the Curtis Samuel drops. That didn't help. Obviously, he had his worst game of the year so far. Still gets a lot of targets, most targeted receiver by far in this offense. Don't know why Terry's not getting that, that those looks, but, you know, maybe that will change going forward. There's at least a few manufactured touches for Terry, one on a swing route. Swing play that was, you know, a screen um, to the right side of the field. Two reverses as well. As well. He only had three catches at 41 yards, but he had five touches total. Um, at least they're, you know, giving him a chance to get the ball more kind of even in those routes that Curtis Samuel would run, like I said, that swing route um, when he came out of the motion out of the backfield. And then, obviously, the two reverses. So, you know, Terry deserves to have the ball. He's the best player on this team, at least offensively. Um, and, you know, he there's no reason he shouldn't be getting 8 to 12 touches a game. Um, obviously, mostly receptions. But, you know, if they're going to bring him reverses to get the ball, that's what they need to do. He's tough to bring down out of tackle, especially from when his, someone his size. There's just no excuse for Scott Turner or anyone in this offense to not get Terry the ball. Um, so that needs to be keep going. His numbers need to keep going up going forward because if this team wants to win from the season around, Terry McClellan's going to have to be a big part of it. Um, Cole Turner had that one catch. You, granted, it was only one catch, one really look. I don't remember him being targeted the rest of the game. It was a tough throw by Carson, but it was a place where he needed to be above the linebacker and before the safety. A good catch by Cole Turner. Kind of showed what he can do going forward. He's in a big target um, in the middle of the field. He's really good in the red zone. Don't know why he didn't get look in that Tennessee game in the red zone on a, on a fade pattern. Um, but, you know, Cole Turner's a guy that I like. Um, he, I think he's eventually going to be the second tight end for this team, at least in passing situations. Um, he got most of the reps on Thursday. Um, his blocking isn't where John Bates is, but, you know, John Bates is one of the better blocking tight ends maybe in this league right now, especially for, you know, second-year players. So, you know, Cole Turner, um, I'd like to see him get more looks, especially if Logan Thomas continues to be out. Because Cole Turner has really, really high upside as a receiving tight end in this league and someone that can be a steal for this team in the fifth round. 
Um, I was surprised that nothing really for Cam Sims or De'Ami Brown. Those two receivers really didn't get any looks, especially weird after De'Ami had, you know, a breakout game, you would say, with two touchdowns last week and over 100 yards. But granted, the offense really can get nothing going as a whole. So um, I would like to see those two get involved more next week, especially if Jahan Dotson continues to be out. But hopefully Jahan is back because um, he is, you know, probably the best route runner in this league right there, uh, on this team. It's right there with Terry, at least getting separation right, out of, right off the line. So um, we, he would be a huge plus have for him to be back next week with the Packers. Run game-wise, Brian Robinson Jr. had 17 carries for 60 yards. Nice to see him, you know, getting a full workload. I think he is going to get better and better as the season goes on and how he gets, you know, gets farther away from that injury. Um, but I don't understand why Gibson's not getting touches. He really didn't get any touches the second half, and he had five carries for 35 yards. You know, it's a seven-yard YPC. Um, there's no reason for him not to at least split carries. I know he was in the doghouse, per se, in the preseason after the fumble, but he's, he hasn't fumbled since. His explosiveness is something that Brian Robinson Jr. doesn't have. So if they're going to run outside, outside the tackles, um, counter plays, Gibson should still be getting the ball because he's better suited for that than Robinson. So, and, you know, this team's had the most success over the last couple years when Gibson is going well. Um, that run in 2020, the run in 2021, Gibson was a really, really big part of it offensively. So I think it's, you know, there's a, there's a correlation between him, you know, getting going and getting the team going. So I would like to see Gibson get the ball more. Even as a 50-50 split between him and Robinson, he needs to get the ball. He's too explosive of a playmaker on this team not to be getting at least 10 touches a game, whether it's catches or carries. Um, I know they like Robinson. He's a really good runner in between the tackles. Don't want to take him away out of, obviously, all the way, but you know he at least should be a goal line back and short yardage back, but Gibson should still be getting his touches. O-line was just okay. Uh, Tyler Larson was back at center. He was an upgrade over Nick Martin just because he's been in the offense longer. Cornelius Lucas did fine in replace of Sam Cosby. Probably played a little better or just about the same. So, um, you know, can't really complain too much there. Um, the offense line is what it is. It's going to be average to below average all season. Just no one really walking through that door is going to improve it. Um, really is pretty much out for the year. Um, Cosby will be back eventually. I don't know why they wouldn't think about bringing Eric Flowers back considering he's still a free agent. He's way better than um, Andrew Norwell. Or even um, Sadiq Charles at this point, Sadiq Charles' career. But, you know, um, offensively, they have to get it going. I mean, this is they played really well the first couple of weeks um, with Carson playing well. And now um, they've been, you know, hit a lull these last couple of weeks. But um, it's only going to get tougher now with Carson's injury, which I'll, you know, hit on here in a little bit. Actually, we'll talk about it right now. Carson, you know, going to be out four to six weeks with that fractured finger. The silver lining for this is that, you know, he probably – this is going to be hard for him to hit the 70% play threshold. So now Washington will only have to give up a third-round pick instead of a second-round pick to the Colts. That is huge. Um, I think he's the best quarterback on this team. Yes, he's made mistakes his first six weeks, but he's by far the most talented. You know, those deep balls to De'Ami Brown or Terry in week one, that doesn't happen with Heineke. So um, this team is going to miss him from that point of play, the quick strike ability, because that's not what Heineke is. He's more of a methodical guy down the field. Um, but let's say Carson missed only four games. You know, he'd be back, by, I think, by the Texans game. Um, and, you know, see what happens. If this team continues to struggle and lose the next four games, maybe it's time to move to Hal and just see what happens. If they go two and two, I think they still go back to Carson. But if somehow Taylor Heineke pulls a, a rabbit out of the hat and goes 4-0, then maybe they're sticking with Heineke. Um, I think Heineke is what it is, is what he is. Everyone knows that by now. Uh, he might have a couple game stretch where everyone thinks he's the second coming of a young you know, or a smaller Brett Favre or whatever when anyone called him last year. Yes, he's not that. Of course he's not that. But he's a good backup quarterback in this league. I would not be surprised at all if he plays well on Sunday and the team wins against Green Bay. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they he lays an egg and they lose against the Colts the following week. So he is what he is. He's going to be up and down. Um, if he can get this team to 2-2 two and two these next four games and you know, keep the seat warm to Carson, that would be huge if they you know really 
are able to contend the rest of the year. The division's pretty much out of the question. Obviously, Philly's 6-0, and they're not slowing down anytime soon. The only way this team is able to turn the season around and get a playoff spot will be in the wild card. So, um, like I said, if Taylor can get them to 2-2 two and two and then gets them to, what is that, 4-6, and six, um, that will obviously be big for those last seven games of the year. If he gets in 3-1, and, and know what else, that will definitely get us some momentum going into the NFC playoff picture. The NFC doesn't look strong right now. Philly is by far the way the best team, at least record-wise. The Bucks are struggling. The Packers are struggling. NFC West is struggling. So there's some playoff spots to be had in this NFC if Washington is somehow able to turn around this season. It's going to be harder with Carson out. I think Heineke is going to play decently. I think Scott Turner is going to be happy to call plays for him again, considering that's the history they have. Um, I could see them getting a one-game boost or at least – a positive outcome on Sunday just because I think Taylor's going to be ready to play. The team's going to be going to be a little Joel energy going back to Taylor. We know how much of a gamer he is, um, but again, he's going to make some plays, going to make some mistakes. So much like Carson, but he's not as talented as Carson. So it'll be interesting to see how this team performs over the next month of the season or to six weeks. Defensively, defensive line with star again against the Bears. They've been playing awesome this last month of the season um, and should only get better when Car- uh, Chase Young gets back. Um, Montez had another sack. He's been a stud last couple weeks. Jonathan Allen had that really Clutch interception, his first interception career. F.A. Obata, Jason Williams are playing well opposite of and Kisaduhu are playing opposite Montez Sweat and playing well. Um, so that's really good to see the defensive line. St. Juice had that game seven play on on the goal line um, against Darren Mooney. That was a hell of a play. He's definitely more of an outside corner, and he's going to be playing that going forward, especially with the William Jackson the third news. So um, St. Juice has been the best corner for this team by this year. Um, Maybe not saying much, but at least it's good to see from your second-year corner. Um, with William Jackson III requesting a trade, I get it from his vantage point. Yes, fans are going to say he hasn't been playing well. Uh, but he's not. he's been playing out of system since they signed him. Uh, I don't understand why the Ron and Mayhew or whoever you want to say signed him gave him that big of a money. He wasn't a man corner. I mean, he wasn't his own corner. He's been a man corner his whole career. This team plays zone, and they'd never adjust their players. So I don't know why they thought it was going to be a good idea. I would not be surprised at all if William Jackson goes to a situation where it's a man covered scheme and he plays like he did in Cincinnati. So um, I know it looks bad from fans' perspective that he they think he's not a good corner. I, I don't think that. I think it's just he's out of system. I mean, he's out of his you know comfort zone, playing zone, and that's just not who he is. So um, hopefully this team gets something for him. I don't think it'll be a lot because he's a high cap hit um, and still has another year left on his deal. Maybe a sixth round pick or a swap of sixth and seventh round pick, something of that nature. Um, but if it's something they can get out of his deal and you know get him to a situation where he's more comfortable with, I definitely see that happening before the November 1st trade deadline. Kendall Fuller yeah, had to beat deep again on that pass by Justin Fields to Dante Pettis. That's inexcusable. Pettis is barely an NFL receiver at this point. Um, Kendall should not be doing that. He's been had a pretty bad year so far. Wild Goose is pretty good in the slot, at least. Okay, I say he's good relative to the way he played a couple weeks ago against Philly. He's at least getting better. He looks to be the nickel corner going forward, especially with William Jackson III more than likely being traded. Cam Curl was good again. He's been great these last couple weeks. He's been the best player in the secondary by far. Um, and that's what I expected to happen for the year. Rob McCain is just okay at this point. I mean, he does his job for the most part, but, you know, he's a very, very average safety in the NFL right now. So, um, you know, it is what it is. That's where they're going with it, free safety. Um, Chase Young's supposed to meet with um, James Andrew this week to get a update on his ACL recovery. Really interested to see how that goes. I would love to see him playing sooner or later. I think every fan would. Um, to him to add to that, even as the line has been playing so great, will hopefully be a huge, huge um, momentum boost for this defensive line. Hopefully the defense, not to say that Obata, Jason Williams, and Tua haven't been playing well, but they're not chasing Of course they're not. So if he can come back the next week or two, that would really, really help this team, especially with Carson out. So I'm really interested in looking forward to that update from uh, Braun later in the week. Moving on to the Packers game, the Packers defense, they have 
Lowry, Kenny Clark, Jahan Reed are the starting defensive linemen. Kenny Clark is one of the best nose tackles in the league. Devontae Wyatt's a regular person on pick rotates with those three. You got Preston Smith or Sean Gary rushing off the edge. Um, both guys are having a good year so far. Preston Smith, obviously the former Washington player, three and a half sacks. Sean Gary tied for the league league with six sacks in the NFL. DeAndre, DeAndre, excuse me, Devondre Campbell on the inside and Quay Walker, the other first-round pick for them, are two really good inside linebackers from Green Bay. Corners, they have Jahir Alexander, one of the best corners league, not playing as well this year, though. Eric Soates, a former first-round pick last year um, from Georgia, good speed guy. Rasul Douglas had a breakout year for Green Bay last year, kind of come back to earth this year. Donald Savage and Adrian Amos are their safety. So they, on paper, are a really good defense, haven't been playing that well. Shockingly, I'm not surprised considering Joe Barry's defensive coordinator. I think every fan remembers him. He's not a good defensive coordinator. They're not making adjustments. That's why they're struggling. Hopefully, Washington can capitalize on him. Alexander is really good. Like I said, I'm struggling a little bit this year. Definitely want to attack Rasul Douglas and Eric Stokes. Um, they're aggressive corners. I mean, can be beat. Rasul Douglas is a little handsy. So I think, you know, he's going to be someone they can go after, especially with Curtis Hamm and Jahan Dotson. I expect Jair Alexander to play um, Terry pretty much all game. Um, so I think I still think Terry can get his own against Alexander, but he's going to have a tougher matchup. Obviously, the game plan changed with Terry, Taylor Heineke a little more. The good thing about that is he's he mobile. The offense line isn't good, so he hopefully going to avoid some sacks. So hopefully Taylor will bet you Taylor can get you 30 to 40 rushing yards this week. I think he had 100 yards against Green Bay last year when they played in Lambeau. So that will help. Maybe they can run a little read option with Taylor, you know, get some misdirection for the um, defense to deal with. Um, so I think Scott Turner is going to actually feel a little more comfortable with Heineke back there, someone he knows and trusts. Um, Obviously, there's going to be some bad. He can't go downfield as much with Heineke just because he doesn't have that arm strength that Carson does. Um, but again, there's going to be some good and bad with him um, with his play style and just his decision making. Definitely need to get Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson going. Um, you know, they have to slow down the rush of Gary and um, Preston Smith. Um, I expect those two, hopefully, they commit to the run. Um, the Packers' rush defense isn't good. They're giving up almost 4.9 yards of rush, so basically five yards of carry. They need to capitalize on that set of play action. They have to run the ball. Let's get Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson going, and then you can you know, look to you know go intermediate throws to Carson, excuse me, to Terry, Samuel, and hopefully Jahan Dotson or even Deami Brown or Cam Sims if they're in. Um, so again, their defense is struggling. Washington has to capitalize against their defense, um, you know, to get a surprise win and hopefully back on track to get to three and four. Hopefully Jahan Dotson is back. Um, He's been, you know, a really good start to his career. Um, really, really happy with him as a first-round pick. And, again, they need to get Terry and Curtis involved. Quick game, whether it's screens, slants, drag routes. Let's get Terry the ball. Let's get Curtis in space. Um, let's see what they're doing. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, get some quick plays for Taylor to get back into the rhythm after, you know, basically he obviously sitting out the first six games of the year um, as the backup. <laughs> Packers offense, we got David Bakhtiari, um, John Runyon Jr., Myers at center from former, the former Ohio State center. I think he's in his second year. They got Newman at guard, and then um, Elgerton Jenkins, who's one of the most versatile linemen in the NFL right now, right tackle. He can play guard, tackle, and center. Um, you got Aaron Jones, obviously. He has 409, carry, 409 yards and 70 carries. is good for a 5.8 YPC. He has one touchdown. A.J. Dillon, 73 carries, 286 yards, 3.9 yard average, one touchdown. They've been running the ball a lot. With those two, they're two really good running backs. They had to with their lack of weapons. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, is still Aaron. Um, he's struggling right now with his thumb injury, but I, you can never count on Aaron, even last week with his injury. He threw an absolute dime to Alan Lazard up the left sideline. That was a huge play. Um, Lazard's their leading receiver, 285 yards and four touchdowns. Really big guy to look for in the red zone. Romeo Dobbs, a fourth-round pick, 26 carries, 26 catches, 234 yards and two touchdowns. Also have the, the second-round pick, rookie Christian Monster from North Dakota State, who blew up the combine last spring. Amari Rodgers is probably going to get more looks in the slot now that Randall Cobb is out. 
um, with an ankle injury. Cobb is someone obviously Aaron has trusted for you know 10 plus years or whatever they played together. Uh, Robert Tunney had a huge game last week, 12, 10 catches for 90 yards. Um, he you know got a lot of slot, a lot of the interme- intermediate and middle of the field targets when Randall Cobb went out. Um, so the defense need to count for him. Um, Packers offense overall has 107 points so far in six games. That's the lowest of any six game stretch for Aaron Rodgers in his career with Green Bay Packers. So um, obviously this is an offense that's struggling, and that's no surprise after trading away the best receiver in the league in Devontae Adams. The commanders need to stop the run because it's, you know the Packers are leaning on that as of late. They have two really good running backs. Um, but the running defense and the commanders have been really good, especially since week three or whatever it's been. So hopefully they can slow down Jones and Dylan and uh, make Aaron have to trust these new weapons and young weapons that he has. The thumb injury is affecting him, but again, he's still Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I still expect him you know, to play well. Um, definitely have to account for Christian Mob- Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs downfield for big plays. Those are who he looks for um, down the field. Christian Watson's a 4-4 guy with a 6-4 you know, height. Um, Tunyon and Lazard are guys that we can look for in the intermediate. Big, big targets for Aaron to look to, and especially in the red zone. None of these receivers should scare the DBs. Uh, Kendall Fuller, St. Juice, and Wild Goose. Obviously, those guys aren't great, but the, the receivers of the Packers aren't great either. So hopefully they can um, keep them in check. Obviously, Aaron can elevate them because he's Aaron Rodgers. Um, but again, I think this defense should hold up against him, maybe get 20 20 they can keep the Packers at 20, 24 points, the commanders definitely have a shot. This is the right time to play Green Bay. They're obviously struggling. Losses of two in a row. They just lost to the Jets and the Giants. Yes, they're two surprise teams, the Jets and Giants, but any normal year, you obviously expect the Packers to beat them. Um, they're struggling right now, obviously. Um, so hopefully Washington can capitalize and get a you know another much-needed win to win two in a row. Having said all that, I'm just being pessimistic. I just seen it too far, too far too many times of when a team is going wrong, they use the Commanders or Washington football team, whatever you want to call them, as the get-right game. So I've I just been too tortured as a Washington football watcher for so, you know, so long to you know, not see this game coming. So hopefully I'm wrong, but I have the Packers winning 20-17, to 17, um, having them get back over to 500 and Washington dropping to 2-5. and five. Moving to fantasy, um, if you need a quarterback this week, especially in a two-quarterback league, you can look at Marcus Mariota. He only had 14 attempts last week, but he had he was 13 to 14, 129 yards, two touchdowns. You get good value for him on using his legs on the ground. He had six carries for 50 yards and a touchdown um, against the 49ers last week, and now he has the Bengals this week. Another guy could be Heineke, um, especially because, like I said, if you're in a two-quarterback two league, the super flex, going against the Packers, the team has been struggling. I expect Heineke to get some yards rushing, rushing the ball, and I, I could see him at least throwing for 200 yards and maybe a touchdown or two. Um, obviously, got running back wise, Kenyon Drake from the Ravens. He had 10 carries, 119 yards, and a touchdown last week. He's been at least got running back one carries last week. Let's see if that continues. The Ravens kind of been cycling through guys there. They got the Browns this week. This is more Jonathan Taylor is out again for the Colts, but Deion Jackson had a nice game um, replacing him and Neim Hines. Excuse me. Tough name to say too fast, apparently. Um, 22 carries, 121 yards last year. Excuse me, 22 touches between catches and, and carries, 121 total yards. They're playing the Titans this week. Definitely someone to look for if JT is out again. Then you have the Giants receiver, Wondell Robinson, the second-round rookie. Um, he's their best receiver right now. The Giants somehow are still winning. I have no, I cannot explain it. I guess it's just because they have a good coach right now, Brian Dayball, and Saquon Barkley's having a rebirth, um, you know, getting back to his rookie ways. But Wondell Robinson is the best receiver talent-wise if Tony is out and Galladay's out. Um, for them. So Wanda Robinson had three cuts and 37 yards last week and a touchdown. Can't really can rely on him too much, but at least he's probably the number one target for that offense right now um, if everyone else is out again. They have the Jaguars this week. Well, with that, that includes for my other episode. The Commanders are going to get their second straight win this week versus struggling Green Bay Packers. A win this week would help ease the pressure off the team and the coaches' staff. I'll be 
back next week with the Mac the Packers game and previewing the Week 8 matchup versus Indianapolis Colts. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanLeague_Pod. Thanks for listening. Please hit subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Owen, signing off. See you next time.